Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Hello and welcome to another Video Games to the Max. I am your host Sean Garmer and this is the official Video Games Podcast of W2Net.com and of course we are in partnership with Forum80.com as well. And here with me as always Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Well Mark, your SNES Classic has finally arrived. Yeah, and, and I, I'll probably keep it because like the Secondhand market isn't great for right now. <laughs> it's uh, being flooded, huh? Not really, but it's not like the prices that like the NES Classic was going for. So, so and it like, seem like there's more availability then for it. In general, I, I think people got a lot more. Like, I think when the NES Classic came out, it was a kind of surprise. Like when it came out, like they didn't know it'd be like that limited. So that helped. So I think like a lot more people, they knew this thing was going to be pretty limited, and they pre-ordered it or waited out line, like waited in line for it. Ah. But, so I mean, how is it? It's fine. It's a cute, you know, it fits in your hand. It's a cute little SNES. Uh, it has 21 games on it. I played a few. I played like uh, Donkey Kong just for a minute. Uh, Mario. Uh, I think Kirby, like Kirby, one of the Kirby's, the not golf game. <laughs> you all right? <laughs> <coughs> Choked on the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's cute. And I, th- I think my review, to, my comment to you, though, was it's just like my modded Xbox only with 720 less games on it. <laughs> and I wonder how long it'll take before you'll be able to mod it, I guess. Well, it's the same hardware as the NES Classic, so I don't see it. I don't envision it being too long. Uh, uh, it only has 512 megabytes of memory, though. So, and I don't, I don't think you can expand it easily. So, probably you can fit, fit maybe I don't know, 100 more games on it. Maybe 200 depends on the, the ROM size, but that's about it. That's probably enough for most people, though. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't know uh, how many SNES games I have on my computer right now, but that would probably be the amount. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I mean, my modded Xbox just has all of them from all regions, but uh, 
Yeah, like there's probably I'd say like 50 good like SNES games if you like if you really thought about it. Right. More if you more if you wanted to get into like the Japanese or you know like ROM hack stuff or anything like that. But uh, yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's you know, it's cool looking, and that's kind of about it. <laughs> I kept joking, like yeah, I just kept joking, like it needs more games, but that'll happen eventually. <laughs> you haven't played Star Fox two yet. No, uh, first of all, I don't really like Star Fox to begin with. <laughs> uh, like, I, I really like Star Fox 64. Like, that's right. the only game in the franchise I actually like. Um, I thought even back in the day, I, I, don't, I, I really just like Star Fox because it ran slow. Right. And it was hard. Like, it wasn't, it's not a hard game. Like, the enemies aren't hard. It's hard to play because there's no goddamn reticle on the screen. So you don't know what you're shooting at half the time. Um, yeah, it was really made for the N64. Like, the N64 was the one that really got the most out of it because it was kind of made well for that system. Yeah. The uh, but, It always seemed kind of like it was too far ahead of its time on SNES. Yeah, I mean, I'll give them credit. Like, they pushed that hardware to, like, its breaking point, and Star Fox 2, like, especially. So, like, you can, you know, they that's a much more ambitious sequel to be sure, but like the hardware just can't handle it. I don't think like no way. Yeah. <laughs> you can barely handle Star Fox one, let alone, you know, a game where you're like transforming and going into like, like bases and shit. Like forget about it. <laughs> yeah. That already sounds like way too much for that to handle really. But, uh, yeah, I'll dig into it. Like I want to play probably Super Metroid at least because, now I can, because my, my original SNES is kind of, like, really jacked up, uh, and certain games don't run with it, run on it correctly, like Super Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can my, play that. My, super, my, my original SNES is weird. Um, like, I'm at the, I'm at, I have a save, like, right at the end of the game, like, when, when, right when you face Mother Brain, and Mother Brain's head, uh, like, disappears and reappears constantly. And it's not supposed to do that. <laughs> like, it's really weird looking. Uh, and it takes, that fight takes, it's supposed to take like three minutes and it takes like ten because when the head isn't there, it's not there. Like, you can't hit it. Like, it's not just visually not there. It's just not there, period. Which oh, sucks. Yeah. And then, uh, right when like, if you do manage to slog it out and get to the point where, like, Mother Brain hits you with that, like, laser beam thing, you know, that drains all your energy, the game crashes. Ooh. Which is, which is, which is fun. <laughs> like, I think there's, I've talked to people about it, and there's some problem with my SNESs. They said PPU, like, the some, like, processor on it's bad, which isn't really fixable. <laughs> so, I mean... You can if you, like, gut another SNES and, like, transplant it, but I don't know how to solder, so I'm just kind of screwed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, but, that yeah. That solves your issue a little bit there. Yeah. Are you going to try to pick one up, or? I don't know. I'm still debating. It's like, if it had Chrono Trigger, like I think I've said a bunch of times, it would have been a day one for me, but. Yeah, that's uh, that's arguably, like, the one big missing game from this thing. Like, I, I, I would like Mega Man X2 and 3 or, you know, 
half dozen other games for, honestly. But Chrono Trigger is the big one that a lot of people would like. Like dump the dump the Kirby Golf game and put Chrono Trigger on this thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it just seems like a total like, uh, why? But yeah, just, it, I mean, it has some really good games or whatever. I I I'm tempted, but you know if. If if I knew Anaya would play them, I would have got it. But to like to play for myself, I don't I don't know. Well, it is nice to have the second controller at least, and like I don't know, like games like Mario, like Mario Two, I mean, like Yoshi's Island, or like even the Kirby game, like the other like the mini game Kirby game would be fine. That's co op. Yeah, but, and the you know Mario Karts and all the yeah. Even Mar, even the Super Mario World, because you can just take turns. It's me and my sister used to play that for hours. Yeah, but yeah, that's a fun little thing. <laughs> uh, anything else you uh, want to talk about? Let's see. I've been still playing Divinity: Original Sin two. I'm I'm 14 hours in, and I just got out of the tutorial area. So go me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least you've made it that far. Yeah, it's a long and brutal game. Uh, 14 hours for a tutorial? Is it because you didn't know where you were going? Or is it because it's really that long? Uh, I didn't know where I was going for a lot of it, because like I said last time, like uh, the map, like the mini-map indicators stay on the screen, regardless of like where you are in the, plot, in the quest line. Right. Just very strange to me. Um and also, it's just a hard game. Period. Like, mm. I, I, I this, that took fourteen hours. Like where I've completed it. Like there's probably like twenty because I kept dying over and over, or you know stuff like that. So, Ugh. uh, but yeah, I don't think I'll be, like it's gonna take me a while to review that game if I don't just you know cheat or anything. I have cheated a little. Like I just gave myself like some more money because I always do that in games. But <laughs> why not? Uh, what else? And I played, I played Microsoft Mahjong and Bingo. Why? I was bored. I kind of like Mahjong, uh, but their Bingo application blows because it crashes constantly. <laughs> I think it's been a lot since I played Mahjongs. I played a hidden adventure. I played a Go hidden ahead. adventure game. I mean, a hidden object game. Or so you could either find objects, or you could just play Mahjong to find everything, and I just did that instead. <laughs> and I was like, well, this is kind of fun, so let's play Microsoft Mahjong instead. <laughs> like, the only problem with those games is they're all online. Right. And, like, they're all, like, ad-supported, and which is, like, lame, because the game, like, hitches up and freezes for, like, ten seconds to load up a new ad, and it's, like, oh. man, you guys are cheap. <laughs> that like, even, sounds so annoying. Even, like, Solitaire has ads, and I was like, you cheap bastards. Wow, Solitaire has ads now. Just... And did you see that they got rid of, like, the Microsoft Paint program? Yeah, yeah, that was a while back. Oh, yeah, that's... but they introduced, they introduced a new one, and we have to pay for it. Stupid. Yeah. Wow. But, uh, that's about it for me. I kind of want to, I want to get back into World of Final Fantasy if I can, like, I played that game for like an hour and I gave up on it. That but. game's really good. It, I liked it anyway. I mean that that 
one character is annoying as hell, but... Well, at the time, I got, like, overloaded with games, so, like, that yeah. and Mass Effect Andromeda, like, quickly got pushed to the wayside, and, I, like, I started playing, like, Nier and Injustice 2 and all that stuff, but I want to go back to those games if I can. <laughs> and I... Sure. And I and I finally got my Vita kind of working. <laughs> hey, one step in the process. We'll be talking about Vita here in just a little bit. Uh, I'm sure you know what these are by now, but if you haven't for some reason, uh, Microsoft Games for Gold, uh, Gone Home, October 1st to the 31st, The Turing Test, October 16th to the November 15th, which is a puzzle game. Uh, set in uh, Jupiter's moon on Europa, and you're an engineer that's sent over to the space agency. It has a 74 Metacritic score on PC. Uh, don't know what it is on Xbox One, but came out last year on PC and Xbox One. So you, uh, I don't, I know you don't have an Xbox One, but you. And then, of course, Oxenfree is still there, too, until the 15th. Raymond 3 HD, first part of the month, Medal of Honor Airborne, second part of the month. Games Pass, State of the Decay, Year One, really good games. Street Fighter 4, I have that game on disc. <laughs> it's also pretty good. Saints Row Got Out of Hell, which has been free, I don't know, for both. PS4 yeah, and it, Xbox it goes, One. It goes for every, every like six months or so. Yeah, <laughs> Costume Quest 2, really good. Tower of Guns. Yeah. I like that game. <laughs> and Maldita Castilla X Cursed Castle. That, uh, yeah. knowing Spanish is paying off very well, isn't it now, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I learned it for. No, go ahead. I, I like Tower 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 of Guns. Like it doesn't have a great art style, but it's kind of an interesting game. <laughs> that game did not flow well with me at all. Uh, and I, I like State of like I, I'm curious about that new State of Decay game. Like I've tried to play the first one, and I just can't get into it. I don't know why, but I like the idea of it. It feels like it's sort of trying to give you the Walking Dead of the game vibe. Yeah, which is which is fine. Like it's a neat idea. I just don't like the base building crap. Like that's just man, that's yeah. boring. I don't know why games feel the need to put that in there. I know Minecraft's a thing. It doesn't mean your game has to have it. I think the first state of decay like that 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 was like right like that was like before like Minecraft is up, but that was before like all the Minecraft games were like really hitting their stride. Right, like, right. I think that just that was a, just a coincidence. But yeah, there's something about that game that just does not click with me. And I've I've been playing it off and on like recently within the past week or two, and it's still just it's too weird for me. <laughs> uh, that's one of those that I always meant to play, but I didn't. And the second one seems. Like, and it makes it more action-y, I think. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> Gone Home is a really good game. If for some reason you haven't played it by now, that thing's been free on I don't know how many things. Uh, Oxenfree is awesome. You should go pick that up. really enjoyed that game. Uh, Rayman is Rayman. I mean, honestly. 
at this point. If you haven't played a Rayman game, I guess start with a free one and see what you like. And it's been a while since I played a Medal of Honor, so. Yeah, that, that franchise never clicked with me. <laughs> I remember Warfighter came out and then no one cared. <laughs> yeah. Uh, PS Plus, PS4 has some awesome games. The Amnesia Collection, definitely pick that up. And of course, Metal Gear Solid 5 The Phantom Pain. One of the games of the year last year. Definitely need to pick that up. Uh, I don't know if I will play it or not, but it'll be there. Well, you can add to the collection at least, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hustle Kings, which I don't know what that is. Monster Jam Battlegrounds and Skyforce Anniversary, which is also crossed by with PS3 and V or PS4 and Vita and Hue, which is a cool little indie game. Uh, also crossed by with PS4. So, PS4 games, awesome stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, we will move on here to the news. And it seems like the video game voice actor strike may end soon because there's a new contract that's on the table. The Screen Actors Guild is going to vote on it in October, and it has changed some things from the earlier uh, revenue-based system that it seems like developers had agreed on in May. Uh, Now they're going to have bonuses based on sessions worked, starting with $75 for the first session, and you can get up to $2,000 after 10 sessions. you got to be paid before the game is released or on the day the game is released, which changes from basically that same system they used to have before where you get royalties and that kind of thing, uh, aside from the extra pay. And, uh, hey, this is good. It seems they also kind of want to let the developers know that they are going to be monitoring for stress issues. And now you have to tell which may result in more leaks if these uh, people are not intelligent enough to understand. Make sure you know you watch your LinkedIn and all that kind of stuff that they have to now disclose more information about code names, genres, and any sexual or violent content that's featured in uh, your game so that I guess they can opt out if they don't want to do it. But, yeah, I mean, this is good. Uh it seems like not a lot's been talked about with this strike for a while, but... Yeah, that's why I kind of ignored it in the news. <laughs> I kind yeah. of forgot about it. But uh, good for the video game industry and for the voice actors, I guess. My only hope for this thing is uh, they re-record uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm with the actual voice actors from their first game. <laughs> it would be nice. Let's do that, please. Let's do that. Uh, still would be nice if we... You know, pay the developers more. That's yeah, true. like, them wanting more money for sessions is fine, like, I guess. Like, but they, like, want, I think they wanted, like, residuals after the fact, and it's like, there, there's no way they're getting that. Like, yeah, you can, keep the developers dreaming. hardly get royalties and stuff, I mean. Yeah, so. Unless the voice actor's also coding the game, like, they're not going to get yeah. residuals. Exactly. So, this came out of it's been a couple of days now, but hey, it's still 
details on freaking Red Dead Redemption 2, so why not? The game is officially a prequel, even though we're calling it Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, why not just call it Red Dead Redemption something else? But okay. And it's going to star a new character, Arthur Morgan, not John Marston. And you're going to be basically taking part in Dutch's gang, which is the gang that John Marston eventually joins and leaves in the first game. The trailer looks really awesome. Uh, yeah. Jeez. I, uh, I envision, like, at some point, John Marston will join the gang, and he may, like, kill your character in the end or something like that. I could see that happening. You mean, like, at the end? Yeah. And then you, like, play as him, you know, like the way they did with uh, Redemption. You think they might have, like, DLC where you can play with him? Or? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, if they can get the voice actor back. And I think he hasn't, like, burned the bridge on, like, some voice actors, so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and it's also going to have the Red Dead Online mode, it seems like, anyway, which would be kind of appropriate since GTA is making so much money. That yeah, right but like Red Dead Redemption had online mode and people didn't really like it. Like I, I, it'll be more blown out, but I think people like GTA Five's online mode because it has stuff like you can build, you can you can get like cool looking cars or like helicopters right. or like what are you gonna do? Like buy a faster horse? Like who cares? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're gonna. You know, are you going to breed horses? Are you going to buy, like, a uh, mechanical horse or something? Uh, uh, yeah, I could see that happening. <laughs> or, you know, uh, but yeah, I'll put, I mean, it, when it comes out, I'll, I'll try to play it if I can. Like, I like the first one, or the second one, I should say, quite a bit. I don't, I don't think anyone played the first one. <laughs> yeah, I never played Gun. I have Red Redemption sitting there. Uh, at some point, if I ever now, like, gun gun isn't a Red Dead game. You're thinking a, a Red Dead Revolver. Oh, Revolver. Yeah, that's what I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I I'm I have both that and the Undead Nightmare, or whatever. And yeah. It my PlayStation Three still sitting there downstairs. That's the problem. Is I gotta if I can ever get a TV in the other room where I'm not having to use the TV that everybody uses. I might go down there and play games yeah. on the PS3, but yeah. <laughs> I still have both of my uh, oh why can't I think of it now? The uh, I can't think of the name, so I'm not going to go on with it, but they're the um, the last two PS3 games. They're like an RPG that's made by XC. You know Cooney? No, oh. not that. Um, the PC version of it just came out like sometime this year. If I think of Altier or something like Wise or something like Wise Origin, neither one of those. But oh. uh, I will look at it when I get off this thing, and I'll be like, "Why the hell could I not remember the name?" But uh, yeah, I have both of those sitting there, and I, I think I played part of one for a little while. So, yeah, yeah uh, speaking of what you were talking about with your Vita, 
Andrew House says that officially Sony is not going to make a Vita 2. No surprise, really. But just in case anybody was wondering, uh, his feeling is that we have not seen handheld gaming outside of Asia as being a huge market opportunity. The Vita experience was that outside of Japan and Asia, there was not a huge demand. The lifestyle shift toward the dominance of smartphones as a single key device that is always with you was the determining factor. I mean, that's true. But also, Sony never really got behind the Vita, like, completely. Like, if you really think about it, like, there's not too many first-party Sony, like, first-party Sony games on that thing that are, like, mm-hmm. stand out. Like, there's a crappy Uncharted game, uh, and, like, a Wipeout collection, and that's kind of about it. You think it's crappy? I've heard a lot of people like that Vita it's, Uncharted game. It is a passable game. But it's the Uncharted franchise. Like, Passable is, like, a very low bar for that franchise. And also has, like, a bunch of, like... <laughs> it is. Like, uh, I mean, Uncharted 1 is kind of funky at the yeah, time. Yeah, that I is. I mean, yeah. like, looking back on it, it's funky. But at the time, it, it still blew people away. And, like, mm-hmm. 2, 3, 4, even, like, Lost Legacy. It's, like, these are, like, standout games. And right. an okay Uncharted game... You know, like people don't want to, you know, deal with this okay. And also, like that, I think that Uncharted game had like a, a lot of like weird, like gimmicky controls and shit with it built into it, which didn't help. It's probably why they couldn't put it into the Uncharted collection. Also, oh, yeah. because it like, didn't live up like, to the quality of the other games. Yeah, like there's also there's like this thing like you have to like examine objects with like the back like the touchpad on the back of the Vita and I think this this is awkward <laughs> this is really awkward <laughs> yeah they were it's like when the PS3 tried to do the six axis thing they went really gimmicky with the Vita or even like little. early PS4 games did that too like yeah. uh, infamous second son like spray painting the uh, wall with like the PS4 controller. It's like, this is dumb. Like, why are you guys doing this? Yeah, that's... Didn't you gain something, though, with spray painting the wall, or...? I mean, you gain, you gain like, experience points, but you have to, like, yeah. shake the controller to, like, as a... As a you're shaking a spray can? It's like... This is stupid. Uh, yeah, that's... that's uh, seems really annoying. Like, the Vita... I think the Vita's a great piece of hardware, and it was like... Compared to the 3DS, it knocks it out of the park, like, tech-wise. Right, exactly, but yeah. they just never got behind it. And you look at the PSP, I mean, they got behind that quite a bit, c- comparatively, but even still, it's not that much. Like, Yeah, they also didn't really seem to learn from the errors they committed with the PSP, too. Yeah, if anything, like, they made more errors with the Vita than the PSP, which is, like, sad when you think about it. <laughs> The first one was making you have to. Well, for one, like for a while, they made you use the Vita charging, the Sony Vita charging cable. You couldn't use another one. Yeah. And they changed that, but then they never changed it to where you could use some other kind of memory besides yeah, the overpriced. That's, that's, yeah, that's a big one. Like I tried to look online for like a thirty-two gigabyte stick, and it was still like sixty bucks, and I'm like. Fuck that. <clears throat> like, like, yeah, I could, buy, I could buy a new game for that. 
I could buy a micro SD card for twenty, you know, mm-hmm. figure out how to mod my Vita and just do that instead. <laughs> yeah, you could buy a really big micro SD card for that price. I mean, I think yeah. my my two hundred one that I have in my Switch was like seventy. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, there actually now, is. Funny. Like, if you do hack the Vita, there actually is like an adapter for micro SD cards. <laughs> right, but it's like you shouldn't have to do that, though. Yeah, it's, exactly. It should be there for the common person to do without having to find a a workaround to do that. And it's just you know, not to mention Sony just stopped supporting it with first party games. Yeah, great. It became the indie showcase system and. And like yeah, you had like, all the Japanese developers supporting it, but the crossplay system, yeah, like a thirty-two gigabyte memory card for the Vita, and I was forty is forty bucks. No, a sixteen gigabyte, sorry, is forty bucks. Ooh. That that's crazy. That's like two thousand five. Like if you wanted to buy, you know, a USB stick or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Granted, you buy one and you you can just delete stuff when it gets full or, or whatever. Yeah, but like people want to carry around a bunch of games and they're not, they may not always be online. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <clears throat> and the way they are with the Vita, where they like they already took apps off of it and stuff, I'd imagine that the online for that, who knows how long that's gonna last. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of consoles that are going away, their stores are going away soon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kmart is not the only set of stores going away. There's department stores going away. Uh, you know, it, I mean, it's GameStop's probably not going anywhere for a little while, at least, and Best Buy's probably okay. So, <laughs> at least for now, there's Best Buy's that have been closing. So, it's just... Retail in general is not not doing great, and every things are going to be going digitally. And hey, when Amazon is creating more jobs in forty six states, I mean, it lets you know <laughs> what's going on right now. But I mean, it's uh, it it is nice that Andrew House comes out and just kind of lets you know. Instead, it doesn't mean that they're not doing this right. That they could just say saying no. And that they are creating something to combat the Switch. But he's saying that they have no plans to come out with a competitor for the Switch. He doesn't even feel that it's a portable. He just says it's a hybrid console uh, that's yeah, taking can, a different it, approach. Yeah, it can't exactly fit that thing in a pocket or anything like that. I mean, it does think fit about in it. your pocket. If with the controllers? Have... <laughs> yeah, I've had it. F- it fits in my pocket. All right. I mean, it like it sticks out a little bit. It yeah. doesn't fit all the way in like a 3DS. So if you're walking around and somebody can see it, you know, you might get mugged, but it'll fit in there. Um, it, it's not very comfortable to have in there like the 3DS. Like you know, you definitely feel it. But it's uh, it, to me, it's it's it's. It works. Like, it works for what it's supposed to do. I can understand Sony. But, hey, you know what? If Sony's saying that they don't feel like Switch is even hurting their sales, that it's just adding to business, then, you know, 
why are they going to compete with something that's helping them, right? So. Well, I th- like there's two things. First of all, like the Microsoft never got into the portable market. They had it never got released or anything, but they had like mock-ups for like portable Xbox stuff. But right. I think they knew they could never take on Nintendo at the time. Which is yeah, I mean they even had a smartwatch that they were going to make and that didn't come out either. Yeah. And the second thing is, is like Sony's position is probably probably pretty accurate. Like, if you buy a Switch, you're gonna buy all the Nintendo crap for it, and then if you want to play anything else, you can buy a PS4. Exactly. So that's the other. Yeah. That's a dominant platform at the moment. So. Yeah, because the, uh, you know, the NBA 2K game that's out for it has some issues. The FIFA that's out for it is really good, but it's like FIFA, not even 17, 16 with updated rosters. So. You know, if you're one of those people that you have to have the latest thing until they figure it out, you're still one to play it on your PS4. You know, you're still buying. You know, the Switch has now become the Vita and that it's the thing to play for indies. Like, uh, you know, any kind of indie game that I don't have already on my PS4 or Xbox One. I think I definitely would want to play it on the Switch. Like, I, I bought Sonic Mania on the Switch because it's a lot easier to be able to, you know, carry that thing around and play. But it's not um, something that I... Like, when I was... I, I just decided, no, I'm not going to. But when I was sitting there considering whether I wanted to buy FIFA this year or not, uh, which I haven't bought it in, like, years, but... I, I was sitting there going, oh, I might buy the Switch version, and then I find out all the the things, and I'm like, eh, I'll just get no. the PS4 one. Yeah, get get the PS4 one, like for sports games right. especially, like, there's no question. <laughs> Unless they come out with, like, Mario Strikers or something, then definitely buying that. But even, like, for it's, – it's hard for any kind of the AAA game to come out, and you're going, I'll take this lesser-looking version – than to play it on the PS, especially now with it seems like 4K is really going to start taking off and people are going to start replacing their flat screens with the 4Ks and, and uh, you know, get all that, want to get the PS4 Pros and the, I don't know if that's going to extend to the Xbox One X or not, but yeah. I, I think... Like, I think that's somewhat valid, but I think that, like, that doom and gloom scenario is, like, way too outlandish. Like, there was a there was a noticeable jump between buying having an old CRT that you had for 20 years and buying a flat screen that weighs nothing that is essentially, like, thin, you know, less than an inch thin, and, you know, replacing it with that. Like, going from whatever flat screen you have to a 4K TV... I mean, yeah, it'll look better to some people, but most people aren't going to notice the difference either way. <laughs> I mean, you can tell the difference, and when you're playing games, it looks it looks different. But I, I'm not saying that people are going to. I'm saying people it, – it's not like 3D. It seems like it's actually going to be sustainable, and people are going to do it. I'm not saying that everybody is. But I'm saying that as more things become available in 4K or whatever, people might decide as 4K TVs become cheaper, they might decide, okay, let me let me go have that one 4K TV in my house. Now, will they buy the Xbox One S or the PS4 Pro because of 
having that TV, I don't know. That's another big investment that you're deciding to make. But that that is something that, you know, and then it, it does all of a sudden just make you go, well, you know, will, will the Switch work for this? Or would I rather have my PS4 or Xbox One? So, but then, you know, the Switch is also has its own thing. It's it's meant for to carry around, be a portable. You can also, you know, take it to a friend's house and play. Like I used it with my family when we had the hurricane thing, and it was great. Like it was it was really fun to play Mario Kart and and uh, to play uh, the you don't know Jack game on it and and other. Uh, things that I had on there and it was like my whole family got to know what the switch was and they're like oh I, I kind of want one now and so you know not not that the PS4 and Xbox One don't do that but just saying uh yep. speaking of Nintendo because uh why not right this is what they do <laughs> they are now apparently if you're part of their creators program you are restricted from live streaming their games on the YouTube gaming uh, service. Uh, they made this email available to the people in that creators program. Uh, this basically allows to where you can monetize your videos, but they'll still block videos that are not monetized. So uh, it doesn't matter whatever you're, you're doing here, but uh, this is the uh, Nintendo once again, doing their thing where they don't like their games being live streamed and you know PewDiePie yelling out obscenities and racial slurs probably doesn't help either but uh, if you're a streamer I guess and you like playing Nintendo games I guess uh, don't be surprised if your stuff gets blocked yeah I mean it's just it's, I think it's their attempt to like Weed out like story spoilers, maybe, which is very bizarre because Nintendo doesn't Nintendo games don't ha- really have stories that much. Like aside from Zelda, yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, but even Zelda's like there's no story in Breath of the Wind, really. I mean, it's just I like until the very end, I guess. But a lot of it's just you know do these like little dungeons and stuff like that, or you know do the trials and stuff. Like who cares? <laughs> I don't know. I just I really un- maybe I'm underestimating it or something, but I really think the the amount of people that will decide to sit there and watch somebody play a game and then not want to buy it and go, okay, I saw the end, now I'm not gonna play it or buy it. To me, seems like a really small number. Like, oh, I, I I actually knew someone who did that. Like I think I was talking to her and. I think I was talking to her about GTA Five, and she was like, "Oh, I just watched it on YouTube. Like, I don't want to. Pl- I don't want to play it now." And I'm like, "Uh, well, it's like first of all, like that is a big story-based game, so that kind of can make sense. But just watching it, you don't get the like, you don't get any of the flavor of the of the game. Like, mm-hmm. you don't know how it plays, or you don't know what could happen. Like, who, who cares?" <laughs> well, but for something like we were talking about before, like with Uncharted, yeah. Like, that would certainly, once you watch that, and that happens. Like, there's people that put all the CG clips together. Oh, yeah. And all the story clips together, and you just make it one big movie. And they allow that to sit there, and you can watch it. And then, 
at that point, like, why do you want to play the game if you sat there and watched the whole thing? Yeah. But I still think that's a... I mean, I get it. I get that's becoming a culture. Like, I get that's why we have live streamers. I get that's why we have Let's Plays. But I, I feel like there's more people that will watch a Let's Play and want to play the game and yeah. buy the game than there is people that want to that will watch it and go, okay, I'm not buying this anymore. Yeah, assuming the game is good at least. And most Nintendo games are, so... Yeah. I mean, you think it'd just be like free advertising for Nintendo, but the Japanese culture, like that side of gaming, really seems to have a problem with like Let's Plays. Like, look at Atlas with 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 Persona Five. Like, oh god, I mean, <laughs> it's a debacle we'll get, in itself. I mean, we'll get into Atlas a little later, later, later down, but like they they don't get it, and Nintendo doesn't get it, and it's like okay, I mean. You can continue to try to stick your head in the sand like an ostrich and hope for the best, but people are going to get around it either way. <laughs> yeah, I think we should. I mean, we're already here. Might as well, you know. So there's apparently a PLA Station 3 emulator, uh, which in order to run this, you have to have a really, really good PC. Uh, cause oh, yeah. A lot of PCs just to run that PS2 emulator. That requires having a good PC, and my PC can run that, but with some games mine, it becomes a problem. Mine so. might, <laughs> but like, a lot of it's just like brute force in the you know brute force in the game, hopefully and hope, hoping hoping for the best. <laughs> right. So like if a PlayStation Two emulator is already enough for most PCs, unless you have like the best gaming rig out there, this is going to be hard to run anyway. But so I, I think it's a small amount of people that are doing this, but I mean they have a point. It's their game. Apparently, people are using this, the RPCS3, to emulate Persona 5 on PC, and of course Atlas. Their reasoning, I think, is fair. Like we don't want their first experience to be frame rate drops or crashes or other issues that can crop up in emulation that we have not personally overseen. Uh, they've also claimed that they might be making a PC version of the game. Uh, honestly, you should put all of your games on PC at this point. Most Japanese developers are doing it. Just do it. But yeah, yeah. like they tried to like DMCA the emulator creator, which was kind of fucked up. Uh, like the, I think they the team behind the emulator like they used Persona Five images. Right. And that's that's what kind of dinged them, but they like they quickly removed that. But like emulators themselves are illegal. Like yeah, exactly. So I, I, if I was them, I'd be like, "Fuck off, Atlas!" Like pe- people are using this thing because you are too short sighted to put your games on PC. Like it's obviously demand. Like get with it. <laughs> right, and if you have. Technically, if you have a PS4 version of the game, right, you can. It would be legal for you to play it on PC. Why? You own a version of the game, right? It's not how that works. Uh, no. Uh, if there was a PS4 emulator, you could play it on PC. But no, I think it's like I think it's like software specific. Like you have to have a PS3 version of Persona Five to 
legally run it. Um, but who cares? <laughs> well, I meant like, okay, if you can show that you own a copy of Persona 5 already, like running it on your PC wouldn't really be illegal, no. would it? I mean, not not for the PS3 version. For the PS4 version, it would be, I think. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, like emulation has always been a thorn. I mean, in like console manufacturers, like. Sony tried to sue a few emulators back in the day and got laughed out of court, essentially. Um, but I I think it's good for preservation. I think, like, at a certain point, like, I think Atlas has a point, like, the game is still being sold in stores. Like, you know, it's a new game, essentially. Like, right, yeah. Cut that shit out. But something like Persona 4, maybe, like, I could see that, like, no problem, because... You can buy it digitally, but that's not like buying it in a store. <laughs> uh, yeah, and put the games on, put your games on a PC. Like that's the obvious solution. Like Sega has done it to great effect, and so has other companies. So get with it. I mean, Square yeah, has Sega and Square. Atlas are the same company now. So yeah, but look at like Square. Like they put damn near everything on PC nowadays. So and they get money from it. Like people, yeah. Buy fucking Final Fantasy Nine when it came out to Steam. <laughs> Me, <laughs> it's, uh, uh, buy, you know they buy Final Fantasy Seven on, on Steam, and it's like yeah, people still buy that Final Fantasy Seven version when it goes on the sale or whatever. Yeah, to like seven five or seven ninety nine. Yeah, so uh, you know I'm one of those people that have. Nine on both PS4. I have seven and nine on both PS4 and PC. And yeah, you know I uh, I won't do the same thing for Final Fantasy 13 suite of games or whatever. I had them on my 360 and they'll stay there. But you know it's I I won't buy it. I hope to get it for review. But I will definitely play Final Fantasy 15 on my PC if I can. Because I'm. I'm Really curious about that game, <laughs> but but just to just for the graphics though, it's gonna be the same game. Gra- pretty much graphics, yeah, and like just messing around with the like the nude models that'll come five minutes after the game is released. <laughs> <laughs> I do, th- I do would, I would want to check out the uh, if the pocket with the chibi characters or whatever came to Switch or something, but I think I'll leave the. Uh, PC, well, my PC would probably crash yeah. trying to run that game. It would, so it, it, it would install, run for a second, and then the PC would just explode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, because it's already uh, beautiful as it is on the PS4. So I can, I've seen it on the the trailers and all that stuff on PC. It's like, wow, that looks great. But Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not running that. So, in the end, Atlas, just put your games on PC already, and then you don't have to worry about that necessarily. People might actually go uh, buy your game there. Uh, so then you also have the PlayStation 4 partially cracked uh, with an extremely old firmware. Hackers were able to run backup games of GTA 5, Far Cry 4, Assassin's Creed 4, and Knights of the Fallen. Uh, you know... The firmware is like 1.70, and I think they're like double that right now. 
Yeah, there are so. at least three point five, three point seven, I think. Yeah. So oh. there's two things. Not many PS4s have that firmware. I mean, let's be honest here. <laughs> Unless you most, go to like a most game. Most people choose to update when it says update. So. Well, that and the like the PS4s they sell in stores now they don't have it. Like you can maybe find one like a GameStop, like a used you know used store or something. That's about it. Uh, and the funny thing is these games are 50 gigabytes each, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Oof. So these are they're big games, and you know they're the really old games too. So yeah, like uh, newer newer games. Like they require newer firmware, so right. like this is like this is a partial step into cracking out. Like I said, cracking up in the su- the system, but it's such a limited subset that it's not going to be like a huge dent in like piracy or anything. Well, I mean, by this point, most people that have a PS4 already have one, so yeah, you know, yeah. Even if they crack it, I don't think the majority of people are going to be just not buying games or whatever, you know, so it is what, you know, this is for the hackers and that's cool. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's kind of why, why I just might have my beat it today, but not for, not for piracy reasons specifically just to do it because I want to have like open access. But my, my firmware, when I got my Vita like a month or two ago was 2.10 the latest firmware in the Vita is 3.65. Oof. Yeah. That's, um, no wonder it took you two hours to update the thing. Well, I was tr- the, the latest hackable firmware is 3.60, so I had to find that, and like it took me a while to get that installed. It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> that seems like, yeah, just a pain. Yeah. Yeah. Having to find a specific one instead of just being able to go, okay, update, man. Yep. Uh, the uh, if you still have your Wii and you use it for shopping or just the the shop or whatever, the Wii Shop channel will be shutting down in January thirty first, two thousand nineteen. You'll be unable to add points to your Nintendo account starting March twenty sixth, two thousand eighteen. You will still be able to download previously bought titles and transfer them to the Wii U, but that functionality will also be going away sometime in 2019. So, yeah, this is the thing with digital age, right? At some point, they can decide to shut down the online part, and whatever's left on your system, when the online stuff goes away, that's all you have. Anything that you have in the... You know, the Ether or the previously downloaded, you can't download that anymore. So I think they actually, no, they have said that you can't download stuff before. You just can't buy anything new. Um, but also the Wii is so cracked open, so that doesn't really matter either way. Like, I, I think people, they mean the uh, transferring to the Wii U is going to go away. Yeah, that's what they meant. I mean, I meant like, if you, if you had a game and you deleted it, you can still download it for... You know, a while longer. Right. <laughs> that's not that's not going away yet completely. But I, I qu- remember I, somebody from GameStop telling me that they were gonna that like last year or this year, and we're almost into 2018 now. They were gonna do away with 360, and 
PS3 online or whatever. It was like they're still coming out with free games for those systems. I highly doubt that that's. Well, that's I, they just. I, that's what I was going to bring up. They just did cancel the Xbox indie game channel, I think. Like, that's gone. Um, but I think those things are going to remain for years because, hell, like, the Xbox One is built on that shit. Like, they're yeah. literally taking your 360 games and going, okay, you own this. Down, like, download it. Like, here's the emulated version of it. <laughs> Yeah, because all I do is I go to the 360, I press download for 10 seconds, I hit cancel, I go into yeah. my storage, delete it from my storage, and then it magically appears on my Xbox One for downloading. Yeah. So. And the same thing with PS4. Like, that's the big reason you can't change your PSN account is because PS4 is built on the PS3's architecture, network architecture, mm-hmm. and they didn't allow it, so... That's not going away. I mean, it's still weird to me that you can't just buy a different PSN name. But I get it. Like that causes a lot of problems with the. The same thing would happen with your three six with your Xbox account. If you change your name and they didn't understand that, some of your stuff that you bought may not transfer over, and then you have the problem of when you try to go re-download it, they have to figure that out. So yeah. I actually had two account to two Xbox Live accounts at one point because like one was like really old, yeah, and not attached to my like main email for some reason, and yeah, it was a it was a mess. Oh yeah, like I I don't think like to be fair like the Wii's had a pretty long run, and it's not like I think most of the Wii others crack has already shut down, so this is kind of the last nail in the coffin. But oh yeah. It, I mean, it seems it's no surprise that that's shutting down. Whatever, they're already two game you know, game system cycles away from the Wii. That stuff's gonna yeah go. I mean, it's know. not like the it's not like the everybody votes channel still working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know there was people that was actually mad about that going away. It's like, come on, really? Yeah. Uh, speaking of Nintendo, Telltale says that they are a perfect match for the Switch and that no series is out of question for a Switch port. They're looking backwards and forwards. They already said that Batman uh, Season 2, uh, Wolf Among Us Season 2, and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy will be coming to... So, so look forward to The Walking Dead Season 1 on the Switch coming soon. <laughs> Even though they said they just said that apparently Walking Dead for Switch is they got to go in and make sure they don't have to do extra stuff to get it on there. But you know it's going to eventually be on there, especially if they're making a final whatever. If they're making the effort to put Batman Season 1 on there, when Season two's already out and already got two episodes, yeah, they are, very stick, they are a stickler company for doing stuff in order. And I appreciate that. I think that's cool. A lot of other people don't. So... You know, I, I I just really question. I know I've brought it up before. I question the power of the Switch for those for that stuff because if 360 and PS3 can run it, and yes, I know they had problems. Well, that's what I was going to bring up. Like, I mean, I think people had problems with Batman uh, on PS4. Like it was yeah. jacked up for certain people there. Like that's what I'm talking about. Like they made it be damn sure those things run well, but. 
I don't think I honestly don't think Telltale cares either way. I don't think Telltale cares, and I think as long as you can get through the game and it doesn't crash to where it doesn't work, yeah, that's all that matters with those games because it's not like you're just, you know, doing these super elaborate, you know, action sequences or whatever. Other than in Batman, where they want you to flick a stick and it is yeah, like two that, seconds that, slow and. That's what turned me off in that Batman game. I was like, fuck this. The first fight with Catwoman, I'm like, this is Yeah, like, oh my god. You're having me press... Not only are you having me press the button that takes forever because it's like having to wait till it gets the last second. You gotta press the stupid thing. And and then you gotta like flick the stick all the time and then you flick the stick and it moves like two seconds later and by then it's already at the next thing you're supposed to do. Yeah. What the hell? It feels like a dragon's. It feels like dragon's lair or something. It's like, what the yeah. hell's going on here? <laughs> it's like, come on, guys, you're on the PS4. Like, why is it still running like it's on the 360 or whatever? Get yeah. it together. Get it together already. Um, it feels like it's been a while since we talked about this, but this may be good finally. Vivendi, because of French law, Vivendi. Uh, has the possibility of owning 30% of the company due to shares and and everything else. Once you get to that point, Vivendi has to decide if they want to do a complete takeover of Ubisoft, which is something that Yves has been trying to avoid for a long time now, or they can just sell their shares and go back to not owning anything of Ubisoft like they did before. Uh, and he's completely right when he says a video game company cannot grow with an immediate conglomerate because we've already seen how that works. You get a million Assassin's Creeds and all the other games that are get you know we'll go back to getting those annually and we won't get anything you know innovative like you know Mario Plus Rabbids may still happen because you're tied with Nintendo, but Ubisoft's really good about sort of coming up with newer things and. That may not happen anymore, so hopefully this takeover doesn't happen. Yeah, I I always question this takeover because they got rid of Activision, and it's like, what good call there, like you idiots. Um, I think this is probably just, you know, the stock has risen, so it'll probably just dump the stock, if, if, if anything. Uh, yeah, like, if Vivendi if did, did take over Ubisoft, like, do you think Assassin's Creed would have got that break last year? Like, hell no. no. would have pumped out three games. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they would probably, I mean, if they're smart, if they were going to do that, you do the um, Activision system where you have three different developers working on it on yearly cycles or whatever to make sure it doesn't... No, I don't, like, that's smart in one way if the developers are all good, but Treyarch is, like, they've been failing, (laughs) like... No, I like, agree with you. I'm just saying yeah. that that idea is better than having the same team work on it over and over and over. And... Well, yeah, but that's also activi- uh, that's Assassin's Creed's problem is they have so many teams working on it, you know, that it becomes it becomes like a bloated mess eventually. Like that was just Unity's problem for sure. Like there's no like no vision with that game whatsoever, <laughs> and the vision yeah. the vision they had was so bad. It's like, yeesh. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they had that time off because it seems like Origins is going to be really good. I mean, look, it still has a lot of the same Assassin's Creed uh, things in it, but you knew that wasn't going away. But it's it's interesting that it's in Egypt and in a different setting. Well, 
apparently the combat isn't just, you know, counter kill everything, so that might be kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, the good thing for Ubisoft is they're expanding there. Everybody are going to open a new Quebec studio next year. And speaking of Assassin's Creed, just to continue with that, they're going to have an educational version of Assassin's Creed where you can basically just explore Egypt, learn about Cleopatra, modification process. I feel like I'm back in high school again, or I forgot where I I learned about the mummy thing. But uh, hey, yeah, it's a, it's a discovery tour of Assassin's Creed. So yeah, I mean, if you're gonna build, if you're gonna build the art assets and all, have all the historical crap in there, might as well you know actually expand it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, def- I mean, it's cool. I, I think that. I'm glad when you know Minecraft has a spot like that and education already. There are other games that serve that purpose, so I'm always happy to hear about games further pushing into educational process and you know more kids get to learn through gaming. That's that's good. That means more kids are gaming yeah. with something besides their phones. Yeah. We need that. We don't need people just gaming with their phones and nothing else. Do it with your PS4, your PC, your whatever. It's it's a good thing. Your, your SNES Classic. <laughs> yeah, your, even your SNES Classic. Why not? Why not? They need to learn about the uh, systems of old. So, uh, speaking of studios expanding, well, you have one that is basically ceasing uh, not only production, but just basically ceasing as a... Uh, they're not dying off, but they're just kind of sitting still, I guess, if you want to call it that. Uh, everybody's gone to Rapture Developer, the Chinese room, which are basically the people that had created the walking simulator. Uh, they are not only done with walking simulators and story games, as pretty much uh, the, the co-founder and founder have stated, they are going to... They laid off their entire development team uh, and only the founder, co-founder, and lead designer are left for now. It always sucks to hear about layoffs, but the way they make it seem is like those people were just really not wanting to work either. That's kind of weird. But they crunched. They, they Basically, they're complaining that they crunched harder than the other employees. And so I guess they felt that, you know, right now until they figure out what they want to do, they're just kind of ceased the studio, but they're the people who made Dear Esther, which is a really good game, and everybody's gone to Rapture as well. Yeah, I don't think people, I don't think everybody's gone to Rapture kind of did what they thought it was. I think they, I think they expected it to be like that. Uh, what's that other one I'm thinking of? Oh, it came out on PC and Xbox One, I think. Damn. The one with in the park. Well, you're in like, yeah, I guess. Uh, oh, I can't forget it, but uh, yeah, like or gone I, I home think, or I don't think it quite bit off like as much as they wanted it to. Right, right. Uh, they wanted it to be bigger, and it and it didn't catch on. Right. So. Yeah, that's the thing too. Like when it came out, I remember a lot of people talking about it, and then. It was like that first week people were playing it, and then after that, it's like no one talked about it. Yeah. Like, games like What Remains of Edith Finch kind of took over, I think, a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a shame, but I I actually didn't really like their games to begin with. <laughs> like, I, I have everybody's gone to Rapture, and I didn't get into it at all. Like, I, I, I like a direction of a game, or I like go here and do this, or at least have some indication of what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> right, yeah. It it seems like that game has either got people that were really big fans of it or just people didn't like it all. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not like some of the other, I guess, walking simulators, quote-unquote, where it seems like they've got much bigger fans, uh, like it becomes a, a just raving success. And this one, like you said, just kind of didn't catch on with people. Uh, fortunate for them, but at least it made them realize that they need to change what they make as far as uh, games go. Uh, so we turn from people making games to people making systems, retro systems, uh, that is, or at least trying to make them in a newer way. The Atari box finally has its specs announced, and turns out it's going to be a Linux-based uh, system that's going to allow you to stream games, listen to music, among other PC-type things. Uh, it's going to have a custom AMD chip with NVIDIA graphics, and it's going to cost somewhere between $250 and $300. And launches in the spring 2018. And I still wonder why the hell you would need this. But, okay. Oh, I was thinking of the vanishing of Ethan Carter before. Uh, but, yeah, this thing's dumb. It's a streaming piece. It's a nicer looking Ouya. <laughs> like, Atari, why? I mean, at least Ouya was, what, $100? This, this thing... I mean, it's more. It's going to be more capable than it will be for sure because it's you know has actual chips inside. But but, it, but like, it's like who doesn't have a PC that already does this? I mean, yeah. And what games is this going to run? You know, it'll run Atari games and run like probably like damn near any. I mean, you know, it'll be a nice little emulator, emulator box, I'm sure, because it's running Linux. But it's also running Linux. There's not a ton of Linux games out there. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of why Steam. Uh, Steam OS failed. Like, they didn't get Linux off the ground at all. You know, with all the things, with all the, you know, with Xbox One X being there, PS4 Pro, SNES Classic, Nintendo's probably going to make another classic thing. Uh, The Switch, all that. It's like, it's not like there's not competition out there already. Just. uh, I'm hoping. I'm hoping for the Virtual Boy Classic. <laughs> That's probably not happening. It'll just be a Virtual Boy. With, it'll be a Virtual Boy with all like 20 games built into it. That's it. That's all you need. I mean, you know, with uh, VR the way it is, I mean, who? You know what? It could happen. Maybe they'd be like, "Hey, you want to play VR, but like in black and white? Here you go." No, no, black and red. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right, black and. Maybe uh, they'll update and have color. <laughs> yeah. No, but, like, yeah, this Atari thing, I think, it, you know, it's a desperate gamble on their part. And, I mean, I don't think it'll come out, honestly. Like, or if it does, it'll just be such a, it's well, a, it's such a joke. and it's like, yeah, on, people. Like, I hope to God this is not one of the things that, of all the things that could be kickstarted, 
and be successful and and like that people actually could use this is one of those that like I'm sorry to say but just let it go just please yeah speaking of hey you got the SNS mini well did you want a Commodore 64 mini because it's going to come out apparently so this Commodore 64 is a fully licensed mini version it's 50% of the size of the original and it looks very much like the 1982 console with a high definition output with HDMI, a bundled joystick, two USB ports, USB ports so you can have keyboards or more joysticks. And you'll get uh, Uridium, Paradroid, Montemo, and Hawkeye included. And there's also more of them that are going to come out. It's going to cost... Sixty nine ninety nine, and a full size version is going to come out later. Um, well, I've, at least it's nicely priced, I guess. I, I've never touched or played a Commodore sixty four, so I will. I don't care about this thing at all. I I I don't either. Um, like that's kind of my that's kind of my rationale for the like I didn't give a NES Mini Classic when that came out because. I never had a NES as growing up as a kid. So, I mean, right. I played it at friends' houses and stuff, but I never owned one. <laughs> I mean, I played that those was, games years, years, years later on an emulator. <laughs> what? Exactly. Yeah, that was like my brother had it. I played it for a little bit. My my best friend, when I was really young, had one. And when we went to his house, it was something that I played a little bit here and there, but the SNES was my first console. Yeah, mine too. Like, I, I had a... Growing up, I had like a Game Boy. I had like several yeah. Game Boys actually, because like I, you know, they'd break or I'd lose them or what, you know, whatever. And I, I think I had a Game Gear, but that was about it. And the first like home console got was a SNES, and then a Genesis quickly after. I never had any Sega system until the Dreamcast. I had all of them. I didn't have the Master, but I had a, the Genesis, then I got the Sega CD, then the 32X. Nice. Which is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I didn't own the original Game Boy, but I've had every other Game Boy after that. So I started with I, the Pocket. I had like five original Game Boys. <laughs> Do they all still work? No, I mean like they'd break or ah. I'd lose them or, you know, stuff like that. I think one of them had like the screen went like bad on it, which is yeah. like really weird. <laughs> I'm looking at the website that has all the games that are apparently included on it. This yeah, it's is, not. Uh, it's nothing you've heard of, or it's stuff so old that you don't, you know, care either way. Impossible mission, not yeah. mission impossible. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this this is uh, nothing you've heard of. I mean, I mean, it's, go ahead. I think for people, I think for people older than us, like thirty-five or forty, maybe it'll be interesting. Or like, if it's an, you know. Maybe British people will dig it. That's about it. <laughs> I mean, this was a system that was big in 1982. I wasn't born until like four years later. So, yeah, <laughs> same, I mean, pretty much same thing. So, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's cool that these things are coming out, right? Like, well, it's cool if they're well made. Like that was right. the problem with the with the recent. Atari flashback and Genesis console that they like mm. quickly said were de- was defective when it's like that's that's horseshit and you know it like right. uh like those things aren't well made but the SNES Classic that's a 
you know, good piece of piece of little technology. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It it's sturdy, it works. Yeah, the controller is still the cord is too small, but I mean you can get you extensions know. and who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I mean if that's the only thing you can point at other than like you really could have made it to where if you want to use a save state or something, you can reset it with a controller and not have to reset the system. But yeah, you know, th- hey, they're trying to recreate what the system was, and if you had to reset it, that's how that worked. Yep. So, and in more, I guess, interesting hardware stuff, uh, Resident Evil 2, the board game, has been kickstarted and it's already met its goal. Uh, don't know if it'll make the Dark Souls five million dollar goal, but um, that's cool. I mean, I know you're a Resident Evil two fan. Are you wanting to? So apparently, therefore, <laughs> it's the question: you can one to four players can control a familiar Resident Evil character in an attempt to escape Raccoon City in the zombie horde. Players will have to conserve their limited ammunition as they seek to reach the end goal while surviving random zombie attacks. Uh, no. Yeah. You, well, I'm a Resident Evil 2 fan. I'm not a board game fan at all. So, <laughs> ever I mean, heard of... Oh, go on. I mean, like, you know, my my family is not... Uh, my mom would kill me if I showed up with a, hey, let's play this game with zombies <laughs> in it. Like, but... Uh, I'll tell this story real quick. Ever heard of a game called Legendary? It, it's a board game, kind of, or I board like slash I card have. game. It, okay, it's a Marvel-based board and card game. Okay. A friend, a friend of mine introduced this to me about a month and a half ago. A month ago. Uh, you basically like have you basically like create you know pick heroes you like, pick villains you know, and you face off and stuff like that. He had I'm not even kidding when I say this, like four thousand cards for this fucking thing. Because uh, wow. he had all these different sets, like he had like the main set, and then he had like the fear, like the fear itself set, and the Civil War set, and the X Men set, and all these different expansion sets. And for every set or every card, he had them in plastic like cases, plastic like you know backing cases. Jeez. So he had four thousand cards, four thousand cases. And I'm looking wow. at all these cards. I'm looking at all this stuff, and I, I asked him how much did all this cost? And it kind of gave me this stare and said, far too much. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then, and then I, and then I was like, well, it's the same thing with my steam library. When I have, now I have over 2000 games on steam. So same thing. (laughs) I I understand that, but like, it's like, does he have people that will play that game with him? Well, it's the same thing. You can play it on. You can play it. You, you can play it like one. You can play against yourself, okay. which is bizarre to me, honestly. But you can do it. <laughs> like there's a. Yeah. I mean, there's like you know a Guardians of the Galaxy expansion, or you know, a Fantastic Four expansion, all the other like you know all this other stuff, and it's like, I guess this is all this is all fine, but, eesh. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of board games that you can sort of play against yourself, so it makes sense, but... I mean, I'd, I'd just rather play, like, Monopoly against a computer or something. <laughs> like, I, 
that's that's the extent of my board game knowledge or you know what I care to get into. <laughs> yeah, agree with you there. Uh, or the the game of life when you got to you know spin that spin that wheel. Like that's that's fun to me. <laughs> ah, life spent so many so much time playing that game. Uh, you play that game in real life right now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's a weird thing for me. Yeah. Oh, the one other thing, uh, that is interesting. Well, that Skyrim is adding the survival mode that you have to pay for. Fuck them. <laughs> I guess cause they feel like people will pay for it. Well, like, they added a survival mode to Fallout 4, and it was free. <laughs> this thing cost 15 bucks for a game that is, what, six years old? Five years old? <laughs> Did they have to add a lot more stuff to this one or something? No. It's all like, you know, oh, if you're, oh you're cold, so your fatigue goes down. Oh, you're tired, so you don't have much stamina. All this other... Cr- it's like stupid crap. It's not adding much any, of anything. Warrior needs food now. Uh, Pretty much. So, <laughs> so uh, no, I, I, like, maybe they are saying, well, we're releasing uh, Skyrim for the Switch, so people are into buying Skyrim stuff some more, so let's charge them for this, and maybe we'll get idiots that will, will pay this. I guess if you want another reason to go through and play Skyrim, I I don't know why you would need one, but yeah, like I would say this. I mean, since they introduced their like paid mod stuff, that it just seems like they're ripping off people. Yeah, just don't pay for people, and they will stop doing it. But yeah. There has to be people that have bought it, and that's why they keep doing this. You know, it's it's dumb, but sadly, you know there will be those people that do. Uh, Valve is smart and finally removed shovelware from, you know, developer Silicon Echo, who was using uh, assets from Unity games uh, to then make cheaper games themselves. It's a system known as Asset Flip. And good on you, Steam or Valve. I wish you would just remove half the games that get added on Steam so there isn't such a large quantity of crap on there. But Yeah, like it is trying to keep up with Steam nowadays. It's You can't do it. Every, every day that like new release can't, list flips and it's like, wow, and like you said, half the games are just either bad. Well, it's becoming like the mobile marketplace of this. Point. Yeah, it is because they're essentially porting over a lot of mobile mobile games to this thing. So it's like, oh my god! It's like if you didn't want to play it on your phone, I guess you can play it on the PC. So why not? Uh, yeah. Sadly, also volition due to Ains of Mayhem not selling very well, which. I think we both said that we didn't expect it to sell well, even though it looked interesting. 
uh, laid off around 30 people, including their general manager, Dan Cernak, which that's not good usually when you let go of the general manager. But yeah, you know, it's the reality of the games industry. Your game doesn't sell after you're trying to make a triple A thing. This is going to happen. I think the problem, like, I think Agents of Mayhem would have been a fine enough game if it, like, launched well. Like, it probably would have been boring in spots, but, you know, who cares? But I heard that game was, like, super buggy at launch. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah. that, like, that can kind of just kill a game because people don't want to play it. I also heard, like, no one talking about it, too. Yeah. So, it's not a surprise. I guess it's a shame. Like, like I think they're kind of stuck in a corner because they can't make. It's hard for them to make a Saints Row Five. Like, what are they going to do? Time travel? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, they could, but. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that audience is out there if they did. Yeah, but like, think about like where Saints Row Four went. Like, they blew up the Earth first of all, and everyone has superpowers. Like, what are they going to do with Saints Row Five? Go to like alien planets and do that? <laughs> uh, I guess they could. That'd yeah, be really weird, but that's nothing new for that game. So, uh, yeah, that's the problem. And I, I think that they were trying to create a new franchise, and yeah, it didn't work. You know, then then people wonder why sequels keep getting made because a lot of times when you do make new franchises, people aren't as receptive to them. And of course, it also helps. You know, the game needs to be not only good but not have problems. And yeah. That game had both. Getting into movie stuff, really not going to spend too much time here. Uh, Michelle Williams may star as the love interest for Eddie Brock in Venom. And also the director has announced that this is not going to be part of the MCU. There was talk that Sony might try to start their own version of the MCU. Not happening. They're just not going to. It's going to be just its own film, much like the... Uh, Black Cat and Silver Sable film that is still in production somehow. That's never going to get made. (laughs) This is apparently going to come October 5th, 2018, so a year from now. Uh, There's also one more person from Rogue One that's attached to this. Zombie Lands, Ruben Fleischer is directing... And it's supposed to be like a horror movie version of Venom. So, uh, okay. I'm yeah, not a Venom I don't, person, so. Venom, like, it's the same problem as, like, them wanting to do, like, a uh, Boba Fett movie. Like, right. it's a cool, like, it looks, it's a visually interesting character, but that's it. The dude has no personality, except for, like, Venom is, like, eat brains. Like, okay, where do you go from well, there? You tell the story of, like, but, you know, it almost borders on uh, Incredible Hulk, sort of, as well, of that, like, struggle inside with him and the Venom suit and all that. I mean, they could, but I don't think Sony, like, Sony's going to want, you know... That's not going to sell action figures. You really have to go dark with that in order for it to work. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, which, I guess if you're going horror film, you could that way, but 
what are you gonna? Do? I don't, I don't know what is it gonna be. Just Venom killing things. It's I don't know how you do a horror film take on that, and somehow it's supposed to be good. But all right, and Carnage maybe in it. So cool. Of course. <laughs> yeah, yes, it has to be. Uh, Men in Black reboot spinoff talk again. Uh, this time it's not the 21 Jump Street mashup that for some reason was being bandied about. Now it's just a spinoff using the world created from the first three movies to uh, make another movie, but they don't even have any actors or anything for this yet. Time to bring back Linda Fiorentino. <laughs> If I'm Will Smith or Tom Lee Jones, just stay far, far, far away from this. I, I no, can't if imagine. If you're Tommy Lee Jones, you say, fuck yeah, like, what else has he got going on? <laughs> I just can't imagine, even if you tell me Tommy Lee Jones is the movie, people are just going to go see it. I think the kids nowadays don't even know what Men in Black is, just, or care, for that matter, because it's been a long time since Will Smith was in a good movie, so... What are you talking about, man? He was in, he was in After Earth. That's all you need. Or Independence Day. He wasn't in that. Or even even that that was bad. So. Well, hey, you got, you got to see a lot more Brent Spiner in his underwear, so that that gets passed by me. <laughs> That's what everybody wanted to see. Damn straight. <laughs> so, Inc. Talking about more reboots. Sony wants Charlie's Angels reboot, uh, but with. Kirsten Stewart and Oscar winner Lup- Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, I like Lupita Nyong'o enough. Uh, Kirsten Stewart fills a role in that movie. Um, it's fine, I guess. Uh, I liked the Charlie's Angels movies when I was a lot younger. The remakes. <laughs> Um, I was also, I was also a huge, like, and still am, like, I was huge, Drew Barrymore was, like, a crush of mine for, like, a long time, so her being in it also helped, uh, but, you know, it's, I, I think it worked back then in, like, the 2000s or whatever, I don't know about now, but whatever floats your boat, I guess, Sony. When are they gonna make it, when are they... Screw Charlie's Angels. Make another VIP uh, remake. Or make, another, make another VIP show. <laughs> Who are they going to have for Pamela Anderson? Pamela Anderson. They'll get I her guess. back. <laughs> no. I don't. Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, the only thing saving grace, I think, is that Elizabeth Banks is directing it. So She is an oddly good like director. Like I haven't. Like I don't. Mm-hmm. Like, she has crossed over from being an actress to be, like, being a fairly decent director. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Pitch Perfect, that series has been good. She's the one that did Pitch Perfect, too. But, yes, you know, I feel like her, that that's the thing. I think she's she already had that experience being an actress, and then I think she's kind of had producer roles at times, and then she got to be a director, so. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's done well, and it could work. I just I I don't know. I, I, just, I don't I never like Charlie's Angels, so 
Yeah, I never really care for the show either. So it's it's one of those. Um, Make another Debs movie. (laughs) Coming to America, sequel. 30, 40 years later. 30. Uh, 30 years (laughs) later. Uh, Kenya Barris has been tapped to write it with uh, Jonathan Demme to direct. I can't imagine Eddie Murphy is going to reprise the role if the do has he even been acting at all i mean i think he will like what else does he have going on because it's like just because you were in something before doesn't mean you want to be in it I again mean, also like that was his i think one his one one of his biggest roles uh except for like you know beverly hills cop that was before obviously but nutty professor that was way after. That was ten yeah. years after, at least. Um, but I'd say, I think he does it. I mean, yeah. Maybe not. Maybe it. I think he would do it. To, I mean, have you seen Gone to America, Coming to America, the first one? Yes. I think he'd be the king role. Like he'd be the James Earl Jones role. He's in it for well, never ten mind. minutes. Never mind. He is in the Beverly Hills Cop four. Yeah. So. I think I think he's in it for you know just for you know ten minutes or fifteen minutes you know I think it'd be just a new like his son taking over the role or you know his son coming to America and looking for a wife and you know where some somewhere else. Yeah, so he's in Beverly Hills Cop Four that's been announced. I don't know if they're actually filming anything with it, and he's also. In the Richard Pryor, is it something I said? And he's playing Leeward Pryor. Uh, yeah, and he, he still does all those fucking Shrek movies, so. Well, come on. Like, he made Donkey and Shrek, let's be honest. Yeah, but they're making another one. Oh, and it's like, God. Why? Why? And he also was in the uh, Beverly Hills Cop TV movie that came out. Like yeah. four years ago. So. Hey, look, the dude. Hey, I mean, I don't blame him for living in with those old characters. Why not? So you're right. Maybe he will come back because if he's still doing freaking Axel Foley at this point, why not do the coming to America? Uh, DC apparently has now decided that they are. N- de-emphasizing the shared universe. In fact, they are blaming the media, saying that they've never officially used shared universe or, you know, DC universe or whatever, that that was people connecting the two. So now they're going to release future DC movies on a side level, side label to make it to where they're different from the main DC universe movies or whatever uh basically all their little side story things like the joker and harley quinn and joker origins and all that i guess would go on that side level which is fine i guess but seems weird that you need to de-emphasize that marvel does it just fine well one of the things dc has said like i think someone at warner brothers we don't want to confuse the audience and it's like you're confusing the audience by you not having a fucking plan. Like you already had confused the audience by having a different TV actor and a different 
movie actor and and having the movie and you can have a movie and the TV show coming on be on at the same time and they can be completely different and you don't care and it's like I mean I I enjoy Gotham I love Gotham but I really hate that they've like accelerated that storyline to where now you have Bruce Wayne and pre like he basically he's almost at the point where he has the suit yeah he's in a costume and (laughs) yeah it's like what like, wh- why did we get to this point already that quickly? Like, I get not, like, beating around the bush. Like, sometimes it felt like Smallville did. But it's like, there is a way that's like, it's going too fast. Because now, at some point, you're going to have to have Batman on the show. Like, how do you get to season five if he's already wearing a pre-Batman suit? And he's not Batman by season five. I don't know, but okay. And you're yeah, about to like, have another Batman movie. I mean, or like them aging up, uh, what Pamela Isley or whatever her name is. Like that's that's so dumb and weird. Yeah. Like you you defend that show, but I lost interest in that show like season one. I'm like, no, this is. I like I seeing them uh, develop the the villains. Really, is what I like the most. Like Scarecrow just showed up or whatever, and I I like that part of it more than say what they're doing with Bruce Wayne and and all that. Yeah. But and uh, you know, alas, with DC. Uh, it, yeah, it, like they 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 wanted like they wanted us just have their Avengers movie, you know, Justice League and Superman versus Batman and. They built none of the groundwork, so no one cares. Like that's why, I mean, Wonder Woman worked kind of because it's an origin movie, and you need and because it's really good. Yeah, you need a few like it's not directed by Jackass, and you need a few origin movies to set up the larger universe going forward. Like if Marvel had just made uh, like their Avengers four, like you know Avengers with the Guardians of the Galaxy, if they just came out that you know ten years ago, it would have bombed. Because no one would care about those characters. Yeah. But because they invested the time and money into building up, you know, Thor and Captain America and, like, Star Wars and all that crap, it's going to be huge. Yeah, because you care about them. Every movie, every, you know, every movie that comes out for those characters, you care about them more. You learn more about their other characters so that when they make appearances in those Avengers movies, you're like, oh, wow, cool, this guy's in there and that person's in there and... You know, all that, so... Like, Justice League can't have any of that stuff because it's like, who the hell are these people? Yeah. You know, other than, like, okay, obviously you know who the main stars are, but any of those villains, any of that, you're like, if I'm not a DC nerd, I don't know who the hell this is. So, it's, it's dumb. They're not... Like, Marvel understood that you have to go to the casual audience in order to get the people... Get, get the mass like money uh i think also wonder woman works because we're in 2017 and all the stuff about you know uh women's empowerment and all the stuff is is huge deal right now so like that helped it along and it helped again that you have gal gadot who did a really good job 
you have a really good movie being an origin movie and on all those things together whereas you have Batman versus yeah we have a million Batman movies at this I know we don't have a million of it, but you get my point they've tried a gazillion times with Superman it doesn't seem to work so they just went with okay let's just do Batman versus Superman well okay the point is people didn't want to hear them talk and do the crap they did in that movie speaking of that did you see their like the Terminator Six movie is just gonna ignore Terminator Three, Four, and Five? Yeah, God. <laughs> James Cameron's so full of himself at this point. This is... It's gonna be great. Like, what are they and gonna the do? And the dude like... has the 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 idiocy to go talk crap about the Wonder Woman movie too. It's like, come on, man, stop it. Like, I want the like, if they're bringing back Linda Hamilton to be uh, Sarah Connor, that's fine. Yeah. They need to bring back Eddie Furlong to be John Connor, though. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> a bloated, drug, drugged-out John Connor. Oh, God. He's <laughs> balding and, like, hitting his girlfriend, abusing her. <laughs> Lord. Let's not. Your name is getting a live-action film to join the millions of, it seems like, animes that are going to get live-action films. Uh, Sword Art Online is also getting a live action series for sure now as they've signed a multi-year contract. J.J. Uh, J. Abrams is going to direct this one, uh, so I feel like I'm a little bit more interested. Your Name is an awesome anime movie, and it's also the highest grossing film to come out of Japan, earning a global sum of $355.2 million, uh last year. So, yeah, it it's really good. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but... What? Yeah. Anime? <laughs> I'm saying the Your Name movie is actually really good, but um, yeah. So, uh, I'm sure that I will probably get in a conversation with one of our staff members, uh, Angel, about this at some point. But um, yeah, so again, you know, after about this time last month is when we started getting, like, every week there's some big game coming out. And this week is no different as Forza Motorsport 7 coming out for PC and Xbox One. Uh, Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen, the remaster of the PS3 and 360 game, uh, which is also sort of an expansion on the original Dragon's Dogma. Uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga plus Bowser's Minions is the remaster of the uh, DS Superstar Saga game. And later on, this is actually extends into almost next week, Middleverse Shadow of War coming out for Xbox One and PS4. Um, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time comes out on Switch for some reason. Uh, a Hat in there, Time. Yeah, go ahead. There's a lot of Switch games coming out this week and next week, but it's all like stuff you've already played before. So it's like, why? Who cares? Oh, there, there was like, I think last week, like, 20 games all of a sudden dropped on the Switch. I was like, holy crap, this got yeah. loaded really fast. Um, I mean, I appreciate that if for some reason you're only a Switch owner and you never got to play any of these indie games, I think that's cool that they're coming. But it's just like, Jesus, you know? Like, oof. Uh, you also have the A Hat in Time, the indie game, Battle Chasers Network, which actually looks really good, uh, which is uh, an RPG based on the comic by Joe Mad, who's the guy behind uh, the... Oh, why can't I... Dark... Jesus. Why can't I think dark of Horse? the name? Not, dark, not just Dark Horse, but the... Um, 
the games. The Darkness? No. The, oh. They just had a remaster it's having a new one with a woman character uh, based on the Horseman. Oh, uh, Darksiders. Yes, that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that actually looks really good. That's coming out for all systems. And uh, the newest Layton game, Layton's Mystery Journey, is coming out for 3DS. So, that's cool. And, yeah. So, lots of games coming out within the next week and a half or so. Obviously, uh, people are going to be getting one and getting their hands on Shadows of War. That's going to be all kinds of awesome. So... All right, until next week. We've at least uh, been good about doing this for two weeks in a row now. So (laughs) uh, until next week, we will see you uh, later, folks. Hit that subscribe button if you like what you hear. Uh, Visit w2net.com, forummania.com, and uh, we'll see you next week. Later, everybody. Later. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.